This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, week 10 of the head to head challenge and two champions. RJ defeated Rory Barlow last week to claim a title that was vacated by Will White. But Will is back, as you can see, and they've both agreed to put their belts on the line. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time European Edition. You're with myself, Dan Robert, while senior handicapper Steve Wiss is also with me, both RJ and Will get two official picks. Whoever has the best record with their selection stays on for next week. And also this week, we are extending our hot dog segment, some more relish required for some big price fancies. Steve's back inside, as you can see, after his garden exploits from midweek. Steve, fair play to RJ and Will. They're not dodging each other. Each other. This is not Fury versus Joshua. Uh, welcome, everyone. And yes, I am back inside uh, for this one. It was When I came back after doing the Europa League show um, on Monday, uh, my hands were absolutely freezing down. I could hardly move my hands. It was a pretty cold one out there, but um, yeah, it was. We managed to get it done, and it's great to see two well champions against each other here. And uh, let's hope actually we can get the the graphics the right way around this time, <laughs> because the Europa League show we had different personalities. Anyone who's seen that, um, but um, yeah, I mean, you say it's not, uh, you know, the Tyson again, not Tyson, uh, Joshua against. I don't think Tyson dodged anyone, did he? No, he didn't. No. He didn't dodge anyone. But this is certainly a heavyweight clash, isn't it? Let's be honest. It is. Uh, Will, though, do you consider yourself the true champ? You had to duck out last week. Are you? Do you consider yourself the main man? Well, morning, gentlemen, and morning to the viewers. Um, I guess I do consider myself champion. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I had to kind of take a break last week due to injury, but I'm back to defend my crown and. You know, more than anything, I don't think RJ would want to be crowned uh, undisputed champion without taking on the, the reigning champion. So I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that is fair. Uh, there is a little caveat maybe, RJ, next to your name uh, for, for last week's win because you weren't taking on uh, the defending title uh, holder. Uh, that's not to do down uh, your, uh, your achievement. But I guess, you know, from your point of view, you want to take on the best. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, fair play to Will. Welcome back. Uh, while you were out, you know, I, I took care of business and, and here we are, right? No, but I, I just had a, an early opportunity and uh, and I took it, right? Just like a, a fighter who uh, who had an injury, right? Came on in and um, and took care of business in short notice. So hopefully uh, we, we can both have a good week, right? Both get profit for the viewers and, you know, may the best best man win. Yeah, so for a good clean fight over the course of the podcast, or the YouTube show, if you're watching with us, the boys get two pick seats. We're going to go back to back with Will's and then RJ's. Uh, Will, we're going to kick off with your first selection in Italy. This is uh, Inter against Roma. Inter minus 159 favourites. Roma plus 430. Big price. They are in action, of course, in Europe tonight. We are recording ahead of Europa League and Conference League fixtures. Jose Mourinho has come out and said that Inter should win Serie A by 20 points. But as far as you're concerned, a low-scoring win is how you see this one. 
Yeah, Dan, obviously a bit tongue in cheek there from uh, from Jose, but I think it's undis- it's, it's it's undoubtable that, that Inter are by far the strongest team in Serie A. Uh, they've got the best underlying stats with an XG supremacy of plus one point two six goals per ninety, which is very strong. It's a lot stronger than Roma's for sure. Interestingly, according to my models, I have the same ratings difference between Inter, the best team in Serie A, and Napoli, the second best team in Serie A, as I do Barcelona and Athletic Bilbao in La Liga, second best and fifth best respectively. And I think that would shock most people, albeit Barca are kind of riddled with injuries at the moment, which we may or may not get onto later on. For me, the word I'd use to describe Inter at the moment is they're very settled. Um, Inzaghi has a very settled squad. He's got them ticking. They made some very shrewd acquisitions over the summer with the likes of Turam, Fratesi, Soma, Alexis Sanchez. In addition to the, the quality of Barella and Lautaro Martinez they already had. On the other hand, Roma don't really convince me, um, despite their strong results. I think the main problem they've had is They've been missing a lot of their key pieces, especially down the spine of their team. Club captain Lorenzo Pellegrini has been missing, I believe, for most games this season. I think he came back for one last weekend, but he's out again. Uh, Paolo Dybala's out. Chris Smalling's been out for a long time, as has Abraham, Tammy Abraham. So they're missing a lot of a lot of key pieces there. And I think with reduced rest, they're playing tonight, as you mentioned, in the Europa League. Interplayed on Tuesday, I think they were one of the early kickoffs. They rested quite a few players. They rotated Barella to Ram out. They also rotated both starting wingbacks versus Salzburg. They weren't particularly impressive, but I think they've got they've got pretty much everything in their favour here. And I think it's very hard to see a result where um, without Inter Milan winning this game, and I favour the one two nil three nil kind of scorelines, or maybe two one all covered by the under four and a half, because we know Jose likes to come into these games try and keep it quite tight so in conclusion my bet is um, Inter Milan to win the game and under four and a half goals at minus 115 interestingly the price boost you get for the under four and a half element takes it from minus 159 for the Inter win alone to minus 115 which I think is significant and, and too much really it looks like a really interesting play and RJ's got a planet as well, which we'll get to shortly, but let's get the second pick from Will. We dive into La Liga. You referenced Athletic Club uh, previously. They take on Valencia. Much improved, of course, this season. They flirted with relegation last campaign. Athletic Club a minus 141 to win this one. Valencia plus 410. Both of Will's picks, incidentally, 1pm Eastern and 1.30 Eastern. So Sunday uh, afternoon. Um, Athletic Club are pretty consistent in terms of their year-on-year performance here. Are they consistent enough to get a winning play from you, Will? What's the selection here? I think, Dan, normally this is not my kind of... This is not really in my wheelhouse, this kind of place. It's it's quite aggressive. The price is plus 133, so it's big plus money. And it's on Bilbao, minus one goal on the Asian handicap to beat Valencia here. So we need we need them to win by more than two goals. Albeit we get stake, stake, stake refunded on a one-goal uh, Bilbao win. Bilbao, for me, are one of those teams that have gone under the radar this year in uh, in La Liga. You're right, they are very consistent season on season, but they've got the third best XG, XG supremacy in La Liga this season. I really um, took note last weekend when they were heavily backed in against Barca away from home. Barca drifted from, I believe, minus 140 all the way out to minus 110, minus 105 in some places for that match. And and, and, and that kind of money is significant and, and better should really take note when they see that weight of money coming in. Generally, it's coming from professionals that you know know the underlying data in, in real detail. 
Prior to the Barca game, uh, Bilbao crushed Almeria 3-0 at home. They beat local rivals Real Sociedad in the XG battle, despite losing the game 3-0. That was away from home, and really they deserve to win that game, not lose 3-0, that's for sure. They're also another close-knit, settled squad. Um, I'm not sure how many viewers will know this, but Athletic Bilbao are from the Basque region of Spain, and they only allow players with Basque roots to play for the first team. So they've 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 consistently got this um, well gelled kind of squad that feel like they've got this kind of um, communality between themselves. And uh, this season they've got uh, Inyaki and Nico Williams, two brothers, um, very attacking, um, potent threats with a lot of pace. Owen Sanset kind of plays in between them in the trident behind Gorka Gorazetta. And they've produced an uh, attacking XG per 90 of 1.59 goals this season compared with 1.46 last. I do take your point about Valencia being a better team this season. I do quite like this Valencia side managed by local legend Ruben Baraka. They're young, they're energetic. I can see them going on to be quite a formidable force in La Liga. I think ultimately in this game, Bilbao are just going to be a little bit too experienced and have a little bit extra quality. Um, and... Bilbao have won three out of five of the home games this season by more than one goal. So I think, you know, this price is plus 133. That's a roughly, I guess, an implied 40% chance. I think that should be closer to 50% chance. And so I'm happy to take Bilbao on the minus one goal handicap here, a very big price. Yeah, plus 133. I like the way that Will's gone about the challenge here for the purpose of it. It reminds me of what IJ did last week, Steve, in fact, with one minus money play and one decent plus money play. Didn't think into a great against Salzburg in midweek. Um, what are your thoughts on on Will's selections here for the challenge, Steve? I really quite like this Bilbao angle, and I think a shout-out to Bilbao. It's the first time we've really talked about them on the shows this year. Will's right. They have a very, very strict policy about who can play for them. I don't think they've ever been relegated in their history, despite the uh, squad That's registration. Correct, yeah. Incredible. Um, but they're always consistent, aren't they? I think they're going to finish in the top six this year, you know. Um, the, the, I actually looked at them in the pre-season top four market, but I, instead I opted to go with Sociedad. But um, I think Bill Bauer, one of them teams, if they at home, if they win a game, they, they, they tend to blow out the opposition, don't they? They either win... When they win, they win well, sort of thing. And those sort of teams can be quite profitable. So this is an interesting Asian handicap play, um, offering a bit of value and some security as well. If they just win by one goal, he's not going to lose anything. As for the inter-game, inter-Roma, I mean, both gentlemen have got selections on this game. And I'm really surprised that both are getting involved because, I, for me, I would clearly not get involved in it. I don't like to get in Mourinho, involved in Mourinho games like this. Already, he's, he's starting the mind games. I mean, I don't think he's even thinking about Slavia Prague, is he? Um, he's been on about Lukaku. He's been on about Inter going to win the league by however many points. Um, I wouldn't want to be betting against Jose Marino in a big game. But I, the thing with Italy, it's, of all the leagues we cover, this is the, the league that I late least follow in depth. And, you know, are Inter really that much better? Maybe they are. I don't know enough about them. I've only seen them in the Champions League this year. and They've, they've looked bang average, really, in those games. But domestically, their results are good. So I guess my question back to Will is, you know, how much better are they you know, on your ratings compared to the rest of the league, Will? I mean, according to my ratings, I've got them, I believe, 0.29 goals better, which which is quite... Sorry, that's better than Napoli. Um, then Roma, they're 0.4, 0.4 goals better, which with home advantage on top of that brings it to kind of 
minus 0.75, minus 0.8 on the Asian handicap. Um, so, I mean, to answer your question, quite a lot better. Quite um, yeah. And, yeah, I just... That's and my opinion. Anyway. right then. They should, they should win the league by 10 plus points then. Maybe I'll say it's right. Maybe I think, not 20 points. Yeah, but. I mean, you can only... We've, we've to kind of discussed the merits of models versus more human-based situational factors on, on these shows quite often when I've been on. And, you know, this this is one where you do see a lot of money come from for Inter week in, week out as well. So clearly, model-based players really see something in Inter that they really like. And uh, the ascension of their rating this season has been quite dramatic. So... You know, often I rely on that type of thing rather than what I see with with my eyes when I'm watching games. Just, just one thing, Will, very quickly on Italian teams in conference and Europa League football specifically. Do you almost ignore their performances? Because in my mind, it's only the Champions League that really matters for the Serie A sides. I know that we've seen Jose do well in the Conference League and indeed the Europa League in recent years, but a lot of Italian teams in my mind they change so much they rotate so much it's almost like a an english league cup feel to it is that is that fair with italian teams as opposed to say spanish teams that that tend to take it a bit more seriously yeah i would say um i would say i i don't even really look at their performances in those games i look more at how much they rotate so fiorentina for example also playing tonight in the conference league they'll probably rotate eight or nine at least of their starting 11 whereas roma Mourinho tends to take european competition slightly more seriously so i can see a more full strength roma lineup tonight but then steve makes a good point he has been banging on about this game and he has you know he has got a bee in his bonnet about this inter game so you know i'm hoping i'm hoping roma go full strength tonight and my inter bet will look even better then but maybe they won't who knows well, let's bring RJ in to get his two picks for the challenge. And as we've trailed already, RJ is also focusing on Inter against Roma. Uh, this time, though, we are looking for goals in this game for your particular play, RJ. Talk us through your Inter-Roma bet. Yeah, so matches this Sunday at San Siro. Uh, I had a hard time, to be honest, finding some some decent plays this weekend in, in the top leagues, I, it took me a long time. And, and, and to Steve's point, this was a tough match to get involved with. I mean, you look at Inter, they have a 62, 63% winning probability. They've scored 24 goals in nine matches so far this season domestically, which which ranks first in Serie A. They've won seven out of nine matches where they've been favored this season. So that bodes well for, for Will's pick with the, with the under 4.5. And in six matches where Inter Milan have been at least this big of a favorite, they're 4-1-1. and one. So very strong chance for them to at least come out of this match with the win. I, I agree with that. Uh, you look at Roma. They've scored 20 goals in nine matches this season, ranking second in Serie A for goals. And they've surrendered 12 goals, which ranks 10th. So not, And they have not won any match this season as an underdog for, for what it's worth at this point. Um, you look at the... The leaders of the team enter. They have Latoro Martinez. He's got 24 shots, 11 goals. Marcus Duram, 17 shots, three goals. And Federico DiMarco has created a team high 16 chances uh, with three assists. And then you go to Roma, right? As as we talked about or alluded to, we have, um, you know, Lukaku, right? Faces his former uh, former side, right? It. And you said Marino has a B in his bonnet, right? I would say Lukaku, similar, right? Looking forward to uh, 
to face his old side, maybe hearing some criticism. He's got 14 shots so far for Roma, five goals. Paulo Dybala, former Juventus man, has 12 shots, scoring two goals and also has two assists. And and Dybala is their um, top chance creator with 11. So looking at some more additional insights, Inter Milan have finished with more than over 2.5 goals six times this season. Uh, combined an average 4.9 goals per contest, which is 2.4 more than the actual total here. Uh, six of Roma's games have featured over 2.5 goals, and the teams allow combined 1.9 goals per game. So you look at that, uh, you, you look at the fact Inter's coming off of a, a midweek win against Salzburg in the Champions League, 3-0 win against Torino last time domestically, I think Roma, Roma are in strong form, right? There's no doubt about it. Both sides have won at least three, four of their last five matches. I think Inter is going to be a little bit too much for Roma. I still see both sides getting on the ball here, uh, on the goal hit, on the goal line here. And I think personally, I see a two-one-three-one type win for Inter. And I think to be fair, I, I like both mine and Will's chances to uh, to come through here and. Um, you know, I think looking at this, this is probably one of the f- the top goal lines uh, in Europe this week. And coincidentally enough, they're both minus one fifteen, right? My my pick and and Will's pick, so could be could be even even straw here after the first match. Yeah, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? They're both minus one fifteen, uh, so they could both easily win, uh, as highlighted by the boys. Uh, RJ, let's get your second pick here. We dive into the mm-hmm. the Bundesliga for this one. It's Augsburg against Wolfsburg. This is nine thirty on the Saturday Eastern, um, and we know that the Bundesliga has just been terrific for for overs this campaign all the stats suggest that you go over two and a half uh, you're pushing the asian line just a little bit further with this one what's the pick yeah so looking at augsburg versus wolfsburg over 2.75 goals at minus 117 you know the bundesliga has been a goal factory this this season thus far the the augsburg is at home uh augsburg plus 191 a uh, wolfsburg plus 128 uh, Augsburg secured eight points from eight matches with a goal differential of, of minus four. So 15 goals scored, 19 goals conceded. Uh, they do have goalkeeper Finn Daman back uh, in net. He played last match as well. Wolfsburg accumulated 12 points from eight matches with a goal differential of zero. So 11 goals scored, 11 goals conceded. And honestly, they were like this last season, right? They're not a match. They're not a team that you would expect to come out and the, the, the goals will just flow. It, they're a tough team. I think they're a pretty consistent team overall. Um, they have the ability to, to open up matches, though. And I, and I think, you know, one of the you, – you look at – I think if you look at the, the data here, you look at the analytics, you might lean towards the under here, right, because of just the nature of how Wolfsburg have played so far. But one of the interesting things so far this season – that, that stood out to me here with this is Augsburg home matches average around 4.5 goals per match. They have not failed to score. They have yet to, to keep a clean sheet. They average just over two goals for two goals against. They played the likes of Bochum, Mines, Darmstead. Munchen Gladbach first match of the season at home was a 4-4 affair. And then Wolfsburg on the road, they allowed three against Stuttgart. They, they kept it pretty tight against Dortmund, 1-0. Allowed three against Hoffenheim, and even 
uh, FC Cohen, who have been quite poor and uh, had a hard time finding the net, was able to find the net against his side. So I took that into consideration. Uh, I took the fact that, you know, Augsburg have some some key players uh, who, who can contribute, who can definitely get the job done here. And I think just with Wolfsburg coming off a a loss against Darmstead, they, they took care of business against Heidenheim. Uh, I'm sorry, Augsburg. And then Wolfsburg coming off two straight losses has that little extra sauce, right? A little extra flair for them to come into this match, not just trying to settle or not trying to, to maintain. They're trying to get back on the on the board and retain some points here. So uh, over 2.75 at minus 117 was, I, I think it's a bit of a, a bit of a reach. I, I do like the chances, though, of at least retaining half stake, half profit here. And um, I think it should be an entertaining match. And that half stake, you never know, might be uh, the crucial uh, little bit of profit or uh, non-loss that uh, might tip it in your favour. Steve, uh, I know that this is one of your leans, so you, you've you've got to have the thumbs up for your Bundesliga play from RJ here. Yeah, this was nearly very close to being an official pick of mine. Um, I basically just opted against it because I felt I was a bit too boring back in these German overs every single week. Mm. Because, I mean... <laughs> You don't want to be betting the unders in this league right now. There's a case mm. for betting the overs blind on every fixture, Dan, apart from perhaps Frankfurt. But even they had an over last week. They did, um, yeah. There's, and the mad thing is, if you look at the metrics of this league, actually nine teams are underachieving in front of goal. It's absolutely outrageous. So there might be even more in the tank for some sides. There's only one team, and that's Leipzig, who are massively overachieving in, in front mm. of goal. And, and then you could say about them, they've got loads of individual quality. So... It's an obvious over, really, and I, I couldn't really argue against any over in the Bundesliga right now. Um, back to this um, game in Syria. I mean, it's all eyes on, on on this Inter against Roma game, isn't it? It's incredible that Roma are averaging the most goals per game in Syria. Their fixtures. I mean, I'd never known that about a Mourinho side. I don't think I've ever betted on an over in a Mourinho match before. It's kind of one of those ingrained into me. Jose Mourinho, big game. He'll park the bus, he'll time waste. and But maybe this Roma side is different. Um, maybe he's not got the, the players he wants. So, you know, you can't argue with the stats, can you? I mean, you know, at the minute, their games are full of goals more. So, uh, you know, good luck to, to both guys here. It could, um, it's, uh, I wasn't going to watch this game. But I think I probably will now because there's so much on the line. Uh, just, just with RJ and with Will, but I'll ask RJ first. When do we stop betting overs? I'll ask it to Steve as well. When do we stop betting overs for Germany? I mean, do, do we just keep doing this? Is it just going to be a season-long thing? The price has got to catch up at some stage, I guess. Yeah, no, it definitely will, Dan. I think the price will catch up. It usually always does. But I, I think that's why it's important, and that's why I rely on on data, right? I can, I, I don't, I don't typically look at trends. To be fair, I don't look at XG at all. I know some of you guys do, and, and fair play. But I, it's not a metric that I even consider. So I think taking out XG from for me personally, I just look at results versus what's expected or what what is presumed to be uh, what a team can and should deliver on a day to day basis. Um, I, I think you just have to look at rotation. You have to look at as you get deeper in the season, right? With international breaks and Champions League, you got to look at scheduling. You got to look at condensed scheduling specifically because typically, even though there's going to be rotation fatigue, will set in for the core the core players. And I think that's when you start looking at uh, reduced goal 
totals and reduce goal output uh, as you get towards, you know, I think November, December here. You sounded like Nigel Celia now. What is it? Remember, remember the goals go down in December or November or whatever suits the narrative. Every month, isn't it? Will, you ready to put your XG models in the bin? Uh, no, I'm not, not yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are some very advanced metrics out there. And I know that Jack on the, the Premier League shows, uh, he's been talking about field tilt quite a lot recently. Uh, I'm not really one for the super advanced metrics. Um, it's a lot of work, frankly, keeping up to date with all of that. But I do think you need some baseline awareness of, um, of variance and, and the fact that teams, you know, football is a sport or soccer, sorry, is a sport with a, with a low number of kind of goals, essentially. And so often you can get um, results of games that don't show the true... Um, a true reflection of what's actually happened. Uh, and I think when you're looking at outlier events like high number of goals in Bundesliga, that's the first place you should kind of look for an explanation of when things are going to quote unquote regress to the mean is look in the underlying data and see if that, and see if it really is an outlier. But Steve mentioned in Bundesliga, there are nine teams that um, are actually converting under the underlying, uh, the, the, the number of chances that the underlying data would suggest. So, I can see I can see this continuing. It's it's more a case of when the when the market's going to catch up really if anything. Yeah, it seems really difficult to me. I can get hung up on expected goals um and it can take a long time I think sometimes uh for the actual goals and expected goals to converge and you can certainly go down a rabbit hole with it and it, it might not be profitable and we go week to week on this show and it can be difficult sometimes to stick with certain plays. Um so we've got RJ's uh, tips, we have got Will's selections as well. Always we're going to get Steve's uh, best bets of the weekend. Let's go back to back with yours Steve. You've got a a couple of picks for us, one in France, one in Germany. Yeah, well, we'll go back to the Bundesliga here. It's just a question of which over I picked. <laughs> and I've gone with uh, Munchen Gladbach against uh, Heidenheim over 3.25 is the line for this one. So it's quite a higher goal line. It worked for me last week, though, in the Heidenheim fixture. I mean, their defence is, is a joke. Um, I'm actually starting to get really worried about Heidenheim. I think they were the bookies' pre-season favourites to go down. I can see why. Their expected goals against and actually goals conceded on the field is is, is is an abysmal level. Um, they concede far too many chances. They might be showing signs that they're a bit out of their depth at this level. So Munch and Gladbach, this is a time for them to feast here. I think Gladbach are actually a massive price in this game. They're, um, you can get my, about minus 115 on them, and I think they'll win easily. I think they're capable of covering the goal line on their own. Um, they've had a tough fixture list at home. They've faced some good teams, so um, I think forget about their home record. But one thing about Gladbach is that they're also defensively dangerous. Um, I mean, last week they were terrible against Cohn. I completely got that one wrong. And, um, you know, fair play to Cohn. They put a performance up. But Gladbach, it was very worrying defensively. I could see Heidenheim getting on the score sheet. Um, it's probably the only way they're going to get a result here. They're not going to keep a clean sheet. So I think just naturally betting on the goals here over 3.25. It's a line that's done well for me recently. And I think I'm seeing something like 4-1 here, maybe 3-1 to, to Munch and Gladbach. So a clear over, as, as a lot of overs are in, in the Bundesliga right now. And back to France. And um, this was a pick I used a lot last year on last year's shows, both teams to score. But the, the prices have been so poor on both teams scoring in Liga this year. I think the bookies have kind of cottoned on from last year. But 
actually there's quite a lot of value on unders in France at the moment rather than overs. But this is a rare example where I like both teams score. Yes, uh, Lons against Nantes. Lons have just actually not kept that many clean sheets this year. They, they're they making too many mistakes and they give you give up enough big chances against a Nantes side who, who are under the radar a bit offensively. I quite like what I see from them. They're good on the counter-attack. They've scored in every game apart from one this season. And um, I think they're a big price as well here. I wouldn't be surprised if Nantes got a result, you know. Longs have struggled in both fixtures after playing Champions League before. The CL games have taken a lot out of them. Um, they've been sloppy defensively. And uh, Nantes, I think, at very least can get on the score sheet. And uh, what I like about both teams scoring is it covers the one-all draw. And you need that scoreline covered in Lons games this season. In all competitions, it's uh, been a dangerous score. So I think it was minus 117 on both teams scoring here, which is you're not getting big odds on both teams scoring in France these days at all. Um, there's probably value on both teams scoring knowing some fixtures. Um, I insinuated mean, it last week, didn't I, in the Monaco game, Dan, and then the Mets scored from the halfway line. But um, yeah, this particular match, I think it's going to end at least one all. And I, I've got a feeling that not get a result. So those are the two picks from Steve. Um, let's get some hot dogs, some barking dogs, shall we? Um, they have proved very popular and profitable uh, when Steve has listed them over the course of this season so far. We've opened it up uh, to our other handicappers here uh, to serve one up. So let's uh, be quick with these. Uh, we've got two on Saturday, one on Sunday. Steve, you're first up, 9.30 Eastern. And this is the biggest price dog I think that we've had all season, isn't it? Talk us through it. Uh, Stuttgart against Hoffenheim, and I'm going with Hoffenheim, who've served me very well this season. Um, plus 300 on the visitors to win this game. Now, the thing is, Hoffenheim are one of those sides, I think, if you're betting 1x2, and back in the day, I only ever used to bet on this market. And I remember some people used to say to me, how do you make profit on 1x2? Well, these are the sort of teams that can really help you out because Hoffenheim are the sort of side who can beat anyone on their day and lose to anyone on their day. So over the course of a season, I reckon a level stake on Hoffenheim money line will get you profit because they they will win at some big prices. And this is an example of it. Uh, Stuttgart, to be fair, I got them wrong last week. They played very well against Union Berlin. It was a good pick for Marge as well, by the way, on the team total. And they have been legitimate this season. They've not been unlucky. Look at their metrics. Well done to them. Uh, but they have had a soft schedule. I just wonder, can Stuttgart really keep up these performances? Like if you look at the quality of their squad, it's got to logically come down at some point. It just has to. If they keep it up, then fair play. Um, but they've had a massive, massive injury blow this week. The, the main man, Surya Garassi, who scored last week, he proved me wrong as well. Um, probably out three or four weeks. And he's a massive player for them. He doesn't just score goals. He sets up goals. Teams have got to double team him. Dennis Undav's probably going to come in and replace him up front on loan from Brighton. He's not bad, but I think Garassi missing him is a big, big test for Stuttgart. And Hoffenheim, I, I can't believe they're such a big dog here. That They've got a good away record this season. Stuttgart are not. As I said, I'm just waiting for Stuttgart to drop off, really, down it. Just logically, they have to, to drop down. So plus 300 just screams out as big value to me. Will, let's get your dog. You've gone for the biggest game in Europe this weekend, and I suspect that the most handle as well, stateside. This is, of course, uh, Classico in Spain, Real Madrid against Barcelona. What's the play? Well, I'm a Barca fan, Dan, and... Uh... I'm not very optimistic about Barca's chances in this game. Um, and it's mainly about the injuries. Um, really, players down the total spine of the Barca side, the starting 11, they're missing at least five, really, you would think. Pedri, Koundé and De Jong are all almost certainly miss out 
Lewandowski's back in training. But, you know, even if Lewandowski and Rafinha make it, um, they're likely to be not at 100%. And, and, and that's not the right kind of state of mind or physical condition to go into a game like this um, in. So it's it's hard to really put a value on that model-wise. Still, Barcelona should be favourites for this game, but when you take into consideration all of the injuries, you've got to move that price quite far. And so I like Real Madrid here, plus 180. I think it's a massive price. I think the draw is a little bit too short, especially especially in modern football where teams are, I think we've discussed this before, tend to be kind of valuing, the risking the one point they've got if they've 10 minutes left and it's, they're drawing nil-nil, one or two or whatever. Like they're they're willing to put that point at risk to go for the extra two more often. And so I think too much margin on the draw here and, and Real Madrid at plus one eighty. They've also got the extra days rest. Barcelona really had to play all the all the um all they had to go as full strength as they possibly could on Wednesday in Champions League. And they're likely to be going with a very similar lineup this weekend. Real Madrid had the luxury of rotating a little bit. They're pretty much at full strength, um, albeit missing Courtois, but very capable replacements in, in Kepa. So, yeah, I think uh, Real Madrid should probably be closer to one plus 140, plus 150 here. So in the big game in Spain, it's uh, Real Madrid to claim the scalp of Barcelona. And finally, when it comes to the hot dogs, uh, RJ, you've been good with team totals uh, this uh, season, but this is a, a different type of spin on the play isn't it here? Because you've gone for the uh, the Bayer Leverkusen game and Bayer have been fantastic to watch. Uh, what's the price? What's your dog this weekend that's going to bark? <clears throat> yeah, so looking at Bayer Leverkusen, uh, team total over 1.5 in the first half, plus 200 against Freiburg. Uh, it, <clears throat> again, this was a bit of a challenge to locate a play with, with this kind of value, but you look at uh, a Bayer Leverkusen side who have been very strong, obviously sitting first place and they've created the most, some of the most chances Jonas Hoffman for Bayer Leverkusen actually ranks fifth with 17 big chances created. And I, I think mainly I, I could get into some, some detail on these teams. I think, you know, typically looking at the numbers, you're averaging 4.2 goals per game between these sides. So I expect, I expect a good, good amount of goals. You, you see the goal total at over 3.5. And I think there's a lot of potential here on, on this match too, because of, of, of just standing, especially for Freiburg. I, I, you know, they could, they could shift up pretty, pretty big with a win and a, and a Leipzig loss. So I look at this from a perspective of how did Freiburg perform against like foes, right? And the fact of the matter is Stuttgart took care of them 5-0. They put up three in the first half, and I can see this type of match. I do expect Freiburg to get on the board, to be fair, but I think I think we could see 2-0 uh, by our Leverkusen at halftime, and then they kind of cruise and coast, and they probably do hit over 3.5 uh, for the full game total. But at this price, I think it's – very well worth a, a bit of a reach. Plus 200 by Leverkusen. Team total first half over one and a half is the dog. If you want to roll them up into a parlay, it's around about 33 to one. Uh, let's get some leans quickly to wrap up with. Um, RJ, you suggested it's a it's a tough card. You haven't offered a lean here. I guess mm. if you went down into the Norwegian second division, you might have something for us or maybe USL. Yep. Uh, but we're, we're going to get a couple <laughs> from Will and a couple from Steve. Just watch out for Twitter, for RJ's Twitter feed if you want selections like that. Um, Will, quickly, you've got two in Italy for us. 
Yeah, first one is is Lecce on the draw no bets or the plus zero Asian handicap at minus one ten at home to Torino. I do quite like Lecce, but this bet is more about opposing Torino, who I just think are overrated in the markets. Um, they've got an they've got an underwhelming record, even at first glance, having scored six and conceded twelve this season, um, albeit with a tough schedule. But they also have two very big injuries. Um, Schurz, who is a key centre-back, is uh, out long-term. And also uh, Duvan Zapata, who they brought in from Atalanta in the off-season, is doubtful for this game. He, he missed out last weekend. It just feels like uh, there's more chance of a Lecce win here than a Torino win for me. I do quite like Lecce. They've got a decent home record, three wins, one loss, uh, and uh, one draw. Uh, and they're... And they're, and they're Albeit that's albeit outperforming their underlying data. They've also had quite a tough schedule. Um, they've played the likes of Lazio, Fiorentina, Juventus, and Napoli so far this season. So yeah, I, I like that's the first one. Um, and my second is also in Serie A. I'm quite Serie A heavy this week. Lazio plus one forty to beat Fiorentina. Um, you've got to ask yourself what kind of price would this game have been in 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 most prior seasons and the answer is they were plus 100 in the same game last season I think both teams are probably slightly worse this season um, at the same time I take on board Lazio absolutely horrendous against Feyenoord um, in the Champions League midweek this is more of a gut feel play but also backed up by the market implied of the fact that in a normal season prior to this they would have been more like plus 100 plus 110 and I think they're slightly the better team here Fiorentina also playing tonight in the Conference League albeit likely to rotate probably eight or nine of their starting 11. Uh, Lazio plus 140, look a fair price uh, to me. And uh, Steve, quickly with your picks, one in Italy, and you've sort of already mentioned the the, uh, the Germany one, but rattle through it for us again. Yeah, well, the German lean is the same as RJ's pick in the Augsburg game, over 2.75 goals. I won't go in, any more into that, but uh, I nearly had this uh, as an official play in Italy and it's Sassuolo against uh, Bologna over 2.75 goals. Uh, say so nearly an official play, but then I just thought, well, it's just so easy to rake up on the German overs, isn't it? So went with the safe option. Um, but I think there's goals in this game. Sassuolo are one of those sides. If you watch them over the last couple of years, they are a good watch. Um, quite entertaining football. They they play quite open football. The highest XGAs against them in the league. And it's because of their style, really. But they've got enough offensive firepower like Berardi. You know, he's a good bloke to back on any time scorer, really. Um, Bologna, I've got to say, I don't know much about them. I can't even remember watching a Bologna play, Dan. But metrics of them are fairly decent in both ends of the field. Um, you know, they've got they've got goals in them. But at the same time, you don't really trust their defence. So I think it's a good chance of an over in this game. The line is a bit, it's not a massive value line, though. I'd rather be on over two and a half here if I'm being brutally honest with you, Dan. So that's why this is only a lean, not an official play. But over 2.75, I think we're looking at goals, probably both teams scoring and a decent game of football. Yeah, Berardi's a wonderful player. Keeps getting linked with Juventus. He's 29 now. If he goes in January, I think Sassuolo might have a significant dip second half of the season. Best yeah. bets from our handicappers. RJ, what's, what's your best play this weekend of the two that you put up? I'm going to go with Inter-Roma over 2.5. Uh, Will, I think I'm. I think I'm going to go with my hot dog. Actually, Real Madrid plus one eighty. Love it, Steve. Yeah, mine is also the hot dog plus three hundred on Hoffenheim. This could look a massive price come the end of the weekend. 
challenge is going to be tight, could revolve around the Intergamer, but they're the same price, of course, at minus 115. Who's going to win the challenge, Steve? Have any of us got it right so far between us? Did I get it right um, last week? Did I say no, RJ last did you week? even predict last week? Yeah, I think I did. I think I said RJ had win. I really like um, the, the German over, obviously. I do like that Bill Bauer handicap bet as well. And the thing is with the, the Intergame, I just don't have a clue, to be honest, Dan. I just don't have a clue. I could go absolutely either way, in my opinion. So I'm I, I just going to wish them the best of luck, really. And uh, let's slug it out. And it's going to be a slugfest, isn't it, that match? Steve, RJ, Will, thanks for your company. Uh, good luck to one and all. We'll keep everyone updated, of course, via our X feeds. That wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time European Show. I'll be back alongside Steve next week, as will one of RJ or Will. He'll be taking on James Easton. He'll be back. And make sure you stay across all of the Bet Rivers content this weekend via at Because We Win from all of us. For now, though, it is goodbye.